Africa loses more than $86 billion to illicit financial flows. In today's episode, we look at how this impacts economic recovery on the continent. Good morning, Africa. Welcome aboard your pulse on everything business in Africa. I am Ritha Dong. For more, follow us on Twitter at The K Financial, and you can find me at Ritha Dong. Statistics from the UN reveal that illegal financial flows contribute to $88.6 billion of capital flight per year from the continent. Reducing these outflows can increase the stock of capital available for Africa's post-pandemic economic recovery. But how big of a challenge is faced with illicit financial flows? Shanai Mukumba is a policy research and advocacy manager at Tax Justice Network Africa, and she breaks this down for us. Africa faces a massive challenge um, with regards to this issue of illicit financial flows. It's in fact something that everybody should be concerned about, um, holding their governments to account about and understanding the implications of what this um, scourge from our continent means. We are essentially losing $89 billion um, worth of resources from our continent. A lot of people refer to us as the dark continent, as, as, as the least developed continent. But if you take a look at the figures, the amount of money that we're losing on an annual basis is double the amount of money that we receive as aid from developed countries. It's also almost double the amount of money that we receive as foreign direct investment from private sector companies. The amount of money that we're losing, in essence, far outweighs the amount of support that we supposedly receive from developed countries. And it's so, so important for us to understand this so that we can fully grasp the extent of the scourge that, you know, that is this issue of illicit financial flows from the continent. We've seen the Pandora Papers and often a blind eye is turned, but how can the continent curb illicit financial flows? There's a couple of ways, right, um, that we need to consider when it comes to how to um, address this issue of financial flows. And I'm just going to focus on two. The first is, is technical capacity. A lot of our governments don't have the, the resources, the internal capacity to, to put in place measures um, that are necessary to, to stop uh, perpetrators of illicit financial flows. Um, so, for example, so certain governments don't have transfer pricing units, right? Certain governments, for example, working together, right, aren't engaging in a whole of government approach um, to address these issues. And so because of that, there's loopholes that multinational corporations or, or, or even people who want to engage in illegal activities are able to um, take advantage of, right, to get money out, to take money out of out of the continent or out of your, your, your respective country. And then there's also the political side of, of things. For some governments, it's just really that there isn't the political will from our politicians to address this issue of, of illicit financial flows, right? In certain circumstances, are just not prioritizing this issue of illicit financial flows to the extent that we should. And, and so this is where institutions such as Tax Justice Network Africa come in, where we are engaging with members of parliament, we are engaging with various stakeholders, the general public, the media, etc., so that we can almost create a demand from our politicians for them to start acting on this issue of illicit financial flows. The capital outflow is believed to be more than 7% of Africa's GDP and could even be larger. So why is it important to curb these outflows and how does this help bridge the ever-widening equity gap? It's so important for us to, to curb this issue of illicit financial flows because if we don't, what we are doing is in essence outsourcing the work um, of developing our continent. We are giving to, to 
private sector institutions, we are giving to other governments the responsibility and actually the privilege of developing our own continent. You know, to put this into context, the amount of money that we are losing through illicit financial flows is one and a quarter times the amount of money that we need to fill the deficit to address the education gap that we have on our continent, right? So we have the resources. This issue of Africa being a rich continent is true in every sense of the word. The problem is that we aren't able to keep that wealth within our continent and as a result harness it for the betterment of our own development, of the enrichment of, of our own people. It's so important for us to, to think through you know, the importance of this issue because it's what we need to address you know, the, the, the growing uh, poverty and inequality on our continent. We do not need to be dependent um, on external actors. Addressing the issue of illicit financial flows brings back our continent's sovereignty. Um, because we now get to decide where that money is spent, how that money is spent, and, and really take ownership of our own uh, destiny. Thank you, Shanai. Shanai Mukumba is a policy researcher and advocacy manager at the Tax Justice Network Africa. A quick review of the other stories making it into the podcast. Bank of Uganda assets grew by 17% to 24 trillion shillings for the year ended June 2021, up from 20.2 trillion as of June 2020. In details contained in the Bank of Uganda 2021 annual report, the central bank indicated that foreign assets increased by 4% due to an increase in net inflows from donor and project funds, while domestic assets increased by 82% due to recapitalization securities received from the government. Protesters defiantly remained on the streets of Sudan demonstrating against the military coup amid increasing international condemnation of the country's security forces. Sudan's top leader, General Abdel Fattah al-Buhan, declared a state of emergency and dissolved the government, sparking swift condemnation from the United States, which suspended aid and urged the civilian government be restored. The UN Security Council is expected to meet today to discuss the crisis. Nairobi Securities Exchange equity turnover in the third quarter ending September 2021 declined by 17.45% to 31.36 billion Kenya shillings compared to 37.99 billion Kenya shillings registered in quarter two. 2021. According to the Capital Markets Authority quarterly statistical bulletin for quarter 3 2021, this data confirms decreased trading activity at the bourse during the third quarter of the year. Similarly, the volume of shares traded decreased by 13.93% to 946.48 million in quarter 3 compared to 1,099.6 million in quarter 2 2021. Heather, end of quarter 3 2021 NSE market capitalization recorded a 2.83 increase to 2,778.65 billion Kenya shillings from 2,702.22 billion Kenya shillings recorded in quarter two. The daily value of shares traded on the Botswana Stock Exchange hit an all-time high of nearly 1.1 billion pula today as major Nigerian financier Axis Bank finalizes takeover of Bank ABC Botswana. The exchange CEO, Thapelo Sheole, says prior to today, the BSE's highest daily turnover was 494.3 million pula, recorded in 2016, 
484.6 million pula in 2017 and 458.6 million pula in 2018. Thank you for always waking up with us. Good Morning Africa is a product of the K Financial. And if you have any suggestions or you want to check out more stories, visit our website. That is thekfinancial.com. And don't forget to subscribe. You can also find us on all social media platforms at the K Financial. And you can find me on Twitter at WithAdon. Thank you.